Successful Performer Cast, Episode 54. This is the show that interviews one full-time professional entertainer per week with the goal of inspiring and equipping those who are working to make the leap themselves. This is the Successful Performer Cast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Successful Performer Cast. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, let me just go over a couple of things here before we get into the interview. And it's an interview with William Rader about uh, uh, selling tickets online to your shows. We'll get to that in a moment. But first, we still have that contest going on uh, with Joe Diamond, one of our previous guests. And uh, he's giving away a copy of his new book, Journal of Alchemy. And we've actually upped the ante here a little bit. Uh, the winner will actually receive both a signed printed copy of his book as well as the digital copy of his book. So you can get full details of the contest at SuccessfulPerformerCast.com slash Alchemy Contest. And I'll go over the rules just a little bit uh, right here uh, as well. But in order to enter... What you need to do is to record yourself performing your favorite trick with a business card and then go to the Successful Performer Cast Facebook page and post that video on it and tell all of your friends to like your video. And the person who has the most likes on their video will be the one to win the books. Uh, so once again, it's a both a signed uh, autographed printed version of the book as well as the digital version. And you can uh, find out details at SuccessfulPerformerCast.com slash Alchemy Contest. Now, let's get to that interview. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show William Rader, the modern mentalist who resides in Denver, Colorado. For the past decade, William has traveled the country mesmerizing audiences at exclusive parties, universities, and corporate events with his show entitled An Enchanted Evening. His show has been seen by thousands of people. With his new project, Well Attended, William has also been working to solve a problem in the entertainment community of how to sell tickets to your show online without having to mess with the big dogs of the industry. Well Attended is a simple platform that makes it quick and easy to create a site and sell tickets online. William Rader, I'm absolutely thrilled to have you as a guest on the Successful Performer Cast. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, my pleasure. So let's uh, get the uh, the ball rolling here with a little bit of inspiration. Do you have a favorite success quote or a specific mantra that you live by? Uh, I actually do. It's by Jim Ron. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. I, I love that one. That is uh, that is one of my favorite quotes, and it's it's always in the back of my mind. And you know, I'm I'm trying to const constantly you know figure out you know just just think about who I'm spending the most time around. You know, I mean, who is influencing me? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. And I always look, you know, in my life, like who do I want to be like? Mm -hmm. Who do I want to become? And then I search out those people um, and try to spend just as much time as I can with them. Because it, they really rub off on you. Yeah. And I think that's also why, you know, having a podcast like this is so great because we can't spend time with everybody, you know, around us. 
Um, so it's great to kind of you know listen in on like an hour of their life and get their advice um, because we can't be around you know all of the people that we want to be. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I can't remember who said it, but uh, and I'm probably going to mangle mangle the quote on this, but uh, it's it's basically you're always going to be the same person except for the people you meet and the books that you read. If if that makes oh. any sense, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I mean the 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 way to to change your life and really shape uh shape your life and and uh and point like the trajectory that you're in depends on the people that you come in contact with and the books that you read. Basically what you put into yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. So could you maybe give us a, a specific example of of uh Maybe ha- how this uh, specific mantra has has helped you in your life. Yeah, I think um, you know, especially with performing, I always um, like if I go to a convention and I see someone um, that I know is a great performer, has an excellent show. You know, I, I try to meet with them and I try to get their advice um, on what I can do with my show, and you know, just get feedback from them. Um, and really, I try to you know befriend people at conventions. And because I've gone to, you know, gotten the chance to go to so many, I've got friends all over the United States. And at any time, you know, if I've got a problem with my show or if something's not working right, I can give them a call and say, hey, I'm working on my show. What are your thoughts on this? Um, and I really value their feedback and they really help me, you know, with my show. So really, um, you know, the more people that I that I meet and the more people that I can talk to really, really reflects um you know, on my, on my show because of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's so cool that, uh, just, I mean, you, you can, you can, uh, you can meet all these people traveling and stuff, of course, but the, the internet has just made the world so small, you know? Right. And, and thanks to this podcast, I've been making so many friends with, with the people I've interviewed, the people who are listening that are reaching out to me and, we're talking people all across the United States. Uh, I've got friends in Canada. I've got uh, uh, friends in the, the, the Netherlands. And I, I mean, everywhere. It's It really is amazing. And it kind of makes my head spin a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. And what's crazy is I can talk to anyone, you know, pretty much at any time through Facebook or, you know, whatever. And it's just so crazy how yeah, yeah. they're on the other side of the world. And I can say, hey, what are your thoughts on this? And then give me, you know, instant feedback. And that's... That's what really amazes me. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, William, could you talk about how you went into performing full-time, uh, h- how that played out for you? Yeah, I actually um, started performing when I was in college, um, a freshman in college. I was working at TGI Fridays for free. Okay. Um, because that was really how how you get your chops, right? You just have to work. Yeah. Um, so I worked at a TGI Fridays for free. And then what's funny is the one down the road said, hey, we want you the same night and we'll pay you. And I was <laughs> like, hey, I'll take that. And I think it was like $50 uh, for two hours. And I was like, hey, that's better than nothing. So I went over to the to the um, other TGI Fridays in town. And then the other TGI Friday said, hey, we want you back over here. We'll give you $75. And I was like, hey, this is an even better deal. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. I was like competing with myself, you know, like going back and forth between between the restaurants Mm-hmm. Um, and then all throughout college, I, I worked, um, you know, restaurants, um, you know, basically to build clientele. So by the time I graduated from college, 
you know, that was in 2009, and the economy um, just just wasn't in good shape. Yeah, that was right at the right at the the beginning, kind of like well, 2008 was the the recession, right? Yeah, like but that, then yeah. you know, 2009, it just there weren't a lot of jobs. I have I've got a degree in English mm-hmm. um, for teaching English as a foreign language, and there just weren't very many job openings, and the jobs that were open, um, they just weren't paying very much. And I figured that I could probably make more money or just the same amount of money as performing full time as I could, you know, by taking a, a nine to five job that I might not necessarily love. Yeah. Um, so that's really what got me started was just not having a job and saying, hey, I need to make money. Magic is the best option for me because I already have clients. I already am working restaurants. Let's, you know, try to take this further. Yeah. Were, were you already married at that point or? No, I was not. No. Okay. Okay. So just one mouth to feed, one uh, uh, roof to have over one person's head. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So now, yeah. So yeah. If you've got if you've got kids or if you've got yeah, you, know, if you need to support some someone. I mean, that's a completely different story. And just you know, luckily, um, I was in the situation that I didn't have to make a lot of money to to cover all my costs. And that's another good thing about you know being being from Oklahoma. My cost of living, you know, just isn't that much out there. So I could do just a few shows and have all of my expenses paid for, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now, when did you start uh, producing theater shows for your, yeah. well, your own show? Well, that was something that, you know, in, in college, um, and when I was working restaurants, I realized that you really have to have some type of stand-up, stand-up act in order for these big companies to hire you and pay you well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in college, I thought, well, I really need to get a stand-up act together. How can I do this? And really the only way that I could do that was by producing my own show. So after I graduated from college, um, I only had probably a 30 to 45-minute stand-up show. And it wasn't the best show by any means, but, um, you know, it was a work in progress. So what I did is I decided... I want to put on a produce a show, but I know I can't fill up an hour and a half time slot by myself. Mm-hmm. So why don't I bring in two other performers um, before me, and then I will do my show. That way, for one, I could um, kind of rely on them to help bring in people, and also they could cover that time so we could have an hour and a half show. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the first show that I ever produced. It was a variety show. I, I ran it three times. Um, I think it was every other week, I believe. And okay. we started the ticket price, I think, at $10. Uh, and we just basically tried to get as many people to come out as possible. And that was really the first my first experience in running a show myself and producing it. I rented out an art gallery that had a, you know a nice nice little space in it mm-hmm. with a little stage. So it was just it was perfect and it was a great way for me to kind of break in my show um you know in in front of people. Yeah. Now you you said it had three different runs you did with it or Yeah, so I did three okay. shows back to back pretty much and I'm I think I did two shows um every Every week, and then I, I skipped a week, and then I did another show, if I remember correctly. Okay, so you you performed, uh, you you had uh, three different performances of it, then. Right, and then okay. I had I okay. had different people open for me, uh, I guess open for me, um, for for all three three nights. Mm-hmm. Okay, now 
So, uh, so with those shows, uh, it was obviously your, your first time doing that. Um, how many people did you have come in to, to see the shows? Well, that, um, we probably had, that was a long time ago. I mm-hmm. would say I've got to look over video footage. I would say around 30 to 50 people. Okay. So it was a pretty small atmosphere, but I did learn something and this is kind of, I guess, foreshadowing in some ways. I learned that because I didn't do any ticketing online at all, it was all come to the door and pay mm-hmm. or let me know on Facebook if you're going to come to the show. And at one of these shows, I had so many people that lived in, in Oklahoma City say that they were coming to the show that I was like, oh, man, I don't have enough chairs for all these people. I've got to go rent chairs. Mm-hmm. So I went down you know, on a, on a Saturday, rented, I think, 20 chairs, 20 or 30 chairs, paid I don't remember what you know too much money for them brought all these chairs and set them all up waiting for all these people and then we had like 30 people or 40 people come and I had 20 chairs just sitting there you know like oh man I need some way to count and this is kind of what got me you know trying to look at all these different ticketing systems I need some way to know exactly how many people are going to come here because for one I just wasted all my time and money um, to get all these chairs, and second, it looks like I have a half-empty house now because there's all these empty chairs sitting here. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. Now, could could you talk about um, what 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 other uh, results did you were you able to accomplish with the show, uh, and like how much money you made out of it, and and other experiences with it? Yeah, sure. So, I another reason why I did this this theater show is because I I found that if I could do one or two theater shows. I could make more money or if not the same amount as money as working a restaurant every single week. So that's another th- another reason why I kind of push towards you know producing my own show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I learned a lot of different things you know along the way. One of the things that I learned was depending on the venue, that would really decide on how my ticket sales would go and how much I would have to work in order to get those tickets to sell. Um, for example, I worked, um, kind of like a, an upscale bakery that also had a restaurant in it and they had a private room and I said, Hey, when you guys aren't renting out that room on a Friday night, why don't I come in here, do a show? Um, our patrons will get a glass of wine and a, and a cake and, um, I'll split the ticket price for you. And they were all for it. Um, they said they thought it was a great idea. The room wasn't being used anyway, so Mm -hmm. they could make, you know, extra money, um, on top of what you know the restaurant was making um, for almost you know no work, so I gave them posters to hang up. I gave them flyers to put in all the all the uh, menus people got, and immediately the the show sold out like immediately because they've got so much traffic coming into that restaurant and so many people you know there at their establishment that you know that's that's free advertising and those people are are already there. They already know the venue. So they're more likely to make that ticket purchase. So those mm-hmm. shows, I think I did three shows that way. They sold out immediately. Okay. Wow. Um, but before you, before, uh, no, wait, ha, ha, how were you selling the tickets for these then? So I was selling them online through just a, another ticketing service. Okay. Okay. So they, so there was a link that said, Hey, go here to purchase tickets. Um, they would go there, they would purchase the tickets. Then I would get the, um, you know, how many people attended and then I would print that off basically for my, for the person working the door. Mm-hmm. And then I would just, you know, whenever I got my check check in the mail, I would split that with the venue. 
All right. So since you were you were selling tickets online, why did you decide to build your own ticketing program? So yeah, I really looked at a lot of these different ticketing platforms that are out there, a lot of the bigger ones especially, and they, they try to do everything for everybody, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So a lot of their process to just create um, to create you know just an event to start selling tickets is very complex. And a lot of these also have pretty high fees that you have to pass along to your customers. And right. Yeah. It was my fear always like if there's a high fee on there and if my show's getting more and more expensive, you know, people are going to be less likely to want to come to my show and they might even feel a little bit, you know, negative towards having to pay that higher fee, you know. Yeah. Well, it's a $20 ticket and now it's a, you know, an an $8 fee, like what is up with this, you know. Yep. And I still get that when I go to concerts here in Denver, there's a great theater I think the ticket was like thirty dollars, and then the processing and tr- processing fee and everything was, I think, nine dollars. Yeah, and it was huh. just like that is cheaper for me to go to the door and buy the ticket than it was to buy online. You yeah, know? yep. And that that blows my mind. Like I don't understand that. Yeah, it's um, I I don't even know what they call the fees these days, but uh, we me me and my wife um were. Uh, we we went to go see a show, actually a band that's out there from Denver. Uh, they were out here in California, and um, they, they'd actually been retired for a while, and, and they did like a comeback. And oh, cool. so we we definitely wanted to go see them, and uh, you know we we were going to be driving like uh, about an hour out to go see the show and stuff. And I bought I bought uh, me and my wife tickets like right when they went on sale, and yeah, they were I can't remember. Uh, who the the company was from it wasn't ticketmaster um but maybe it was like i don't know maybe live nation or something like that right uh, but they they had really really high fees and i was like oh my gosh yeah it's a good yeah. thing i like these guys cuz uh <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> otherwise exactly i wouldn't how... be buying the ticket yeah and i guess and i think you know a lot of these companies know that hey if people want to come see the show They've got to buy. They've got to pay this fee. Yeah. Um. So, and we're, we're the only people you can buy the tickets from. So it's either pay the fee or don't see the show. You know. And that's kind of the mentality of of some of these companies. I feel. Um. And we. So that's one of the reasons why I kind of built my own is because, um, I was just tired of all these all these high fees. And the other reason was um to basically make a lot simpler, more intuitive system mm-hmm. that makes it a lot easier for for me and our users to sell the tickets. Yeah, okay. And okay. also, I don't know if you've noticed this, but sometimes during the checkout process, as the when the user is actually going to buy tickets, they're inundated with other links to go other places. There's just, you know, a lot of a lot of kind of side links, a lot of things to my that will get them sidetracked, I guess. So we've really focused on kind of streamlining the checkout process. So mm-hmm. from the moment the, the user makes a ticket selection to the moment they actually check out, there's no distractions. It's super streamlined. And that basically gives that customer a better experience and ultimately for our users increases sales because when they go to the site, they're there for one per- per- purpose and that's to you know buy tickets from from our from our clients. Yeah. Okay. Now you'd mentioned uh, the the big guys. You said they're trying to do tickets for basically everybody. Right. Yeah. So who are you specifically targeting with your system? 
Yeah, so we're specifically targeting small individual performers that are producing their own shows. Let's say that they have to rent out a venue um, and they have to you know, be able to sell tickets online. Mm-hmm. Um, they can use our system um, to do that. We're also targeting smaller theaters. And when I say small theaters, that can be anywhere from 50 seats to, you know, I would say four to 500 seats. Yeah. So a small theater um, that really wants to, you know, have full control of their entire box office, but doesn't need like all these huge, you know, all these nice bells and whistles mm-hmm. um, that are ultimately going to, you know, cost them more money to, to run and implement into their, um, you know, into whatever they're currently using. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in what other ways are you different from, uh, from the other, from the big guys basically? Yeah. So we're actually different in quite, quite a few ways. Um, I already said, like I said, um, we're trying to be more user-friendly and just simpler to use. Um, we're also less expensive than a lot of the other platforms out there, which, um, you know, really saves your customers money. So they don't feel upset that they're, you know, having to pay this huge fee on top. Um, we also try to pay our users more quickly than um, the other ticketing companies that are out there. And we're also working on a feature that will actually allow um, sales that are coming in to be directly deposited into um, your bank account. So you don't even have to wait until after the event to get your money. Mm-hmm. Um, because we found, you know, sometimes people have to pay performers or pay for the venue yeah. before the show starts. And if they don't have this, you know, you know, rolling credit, um, then how do they get that money? If, if they, you know, it's just really hard to, hard to get. Um, so that will allow some of our customers that need to pay off things, you know, before their event even starts to have that money to do that with. Um, we're also working with all of our new clients kind of one-on-one and personally, um, and getting feedback from them and saying, Hey, what do you need to make your life easier when you sell tickets? Um, for example, we have an event center, um, that's actually working with us and they rent out time slots for their event center. And Mike, Mike is his name. He said, Hey, Will, um, I really want to be able to add other additional charges um, to my shows that I'm producing. For example, I want to be able to have um, the optional balloon person come out for an extra $75 charge. Can we make this happen? So this is something that we've built for him and also for other users. For example, we've got um, a way for them to receive donations. Um, so they can have different um, donation price points and they can donate money to um, to whatever cause they're trying to support, and sure, just recently yeah. um, we we worked with a dance troupe, and I think they ended up getting one hundred and seventy dollars more just from donations from people, and that's you know pretty much free money. Um, but we you know we just worked with the Magic Banquet, and they've um, they actually sold posters before the show, and that was a way for them to get extra money. Um, you know, before the show even starts. So that's, mm-hmm. that's something that we've just added was this checkout process um, with the option to add shirts or posters or CDs or whatever you're going to normally sell oh, wow. at the back of the room. Yeah. You can sell that before the show even, even starts. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's just, and it's just small things like that. And even if somebody doesn't make a purchase that at that point, they yeah, they can still buy at, at the, the show. show. Yeah, exactly. So kind of, 
it gives them the idea, hey, things are going to be sold at this show. Maybe I should bring some money, and these are what the prices are going to be. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the features, like I said, and we wouldn't have known that you know, without talking to users and saying, hey, what, what do you need to make this process easier? And another example is we were working with Scott Wells um, and the ring down there, and they were having a magic banquet, and they said, hey, we really like a way for us to change the ticket holders' names on these tickets. So basically what that means is if I were to buy three tickets, one for myself, one for you, Chris, Mm -hmm. and um, who else should we buy a ticket for? How about my wife, Megan? Okay, and and what was her name? Megan. Megan. Okay, so we buy three tickets, but I buy them, and I want to give them to you kind of as a gift. Mm -hmm. So as I purchase the ticket, I can actually change and say, okay, here's a ticket for Chris, and this ticket's for Megan, and I can enter your email addresses and hit change, and then you and Megan will both get emails saying, hey, William Raider just purchased a ticket for you. Here it is. And then at the door, um, <laughs> the the producer will have a list of names, and instead of saying William Raider three times because I purchased the ticket, it'll say Megan, Chris, and William on that list. So now when you come up to the door, you can say, hey, I'm, I'm Chris, and this is Megan, and then your names will actually be on that list. Wow. And I, I think it's so cool that as as you're doing this and you're you're building this program because I mean clearly it's still something that uh it's it's always gonna be something that's that's changing and getting better. And right. uh, you're able to listen to who you're w- working with and, and your clients and figure out what they want and to be able to implement it. And since you guys are, are initially small right now, you can move faster than uh you know, some of the, the bigger guys as well, you know? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Like, I'm on the phone with, with clients almost every day, and they're giving me feedback. Um, and we really take this, take this to heart. And because, you know, the more we listen to our users and the more we learn about, you know, how they're selling tickets and, you know, what they need in order to make their lives easier, the better our software gets. Yeah. And that's really what we're focusing on is just working with people one-on-one and saying, hey, um, what do you like about the system you're using now? What do you hate about the system you're using now? How can we make you know your life easier? And mm-hmm. that's really what our focus is, is basically making making our users' lives easier so they don't have to worry about selling tickets. And instead, they can work on their show or work on advertising or whatever they need to do um, to get people into their, into their seats, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny. I, I was just talk, talking to a uh, magician, John Kaplan, uh, oh, okay. yesterday who does fundraising, uh, shows. And the, the quote that he had was, uh, from Zig Ziglar, which, which is basically, you can get anything you want in life if you just help enough people get what they want in life. And this is exactly what you're doing. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's exactly right. Yep. So now, who who are you finding actually using your system right now? So we actually have a little bit of a broad base. Um, it's a lot of magicians. Um, that, for example, the the event center that we have, he's a magician, mm-hmm. but he rents out his event center for um, parties. So kids will come in and he'll do a magic show for them and charge for the not only for his performance but also for the room rental, which is pretty neat. Um, we have magic clubs using it that for club fundraisers, for example, um, they need to sell tickets, um, you know, for their annual event. So they're selling, you know, tickets through us. 
I've got individual performers using it who have, um, you know, magic shows. We've got one here called Slightly Impossible um, that yeah. runs every month. And they're using our system to, you know, just help, you know, basically manage everybody who's coming in so they don't have to be on the phones constantly. Um, we're very, very lucky to be working with a theater called the Theater of Dreams, which is in Castle Rock. And they bring in magic acts from across the country, great acts. Like they just had David and Lehman here. They just had Paul Draper here. Mm-hmm. Just wonderful performers that they get to bring into Castle Rock. Yeah. Um, so we're very, very lucky to be be able to work with them. And they've got, I think, a 74-seat theater. And it's just one of the coolest places, you know, for, for magic, I think, in the country. So we're very, very, you know, blessed to <laughs> do being able to work with them. <laughs> Certainly. Wow. That that's awesome, so so I'm I'm sold. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> now let let's say let's say I have a show that I'm going to be putting out, uh, and it's it's a theater show. So what what do I need to do then? What what are my initial steps? Uh, what what am I going to pay on on each ticket that I sell? Because clearly you're you're not doing this for free. I mean I realize you're not going to be charging like the exorbitant amounts that the big guys are, but you still need to get paid. You know? Yeah, that's exactly right. And you know, like I said, we're, we're trying to work with people one on one. So the first thing that you'll want to do is just visit our website, which is wellattended.com, and there's a little field there for you to input your email. So if you just put in your email there, click Get Early Access, and I'll get notified that says, hey, Chris um, wants to try out your well-attended. Um, why don't you contact him? So I'll send you a message, and I'll say, hey, when's a good time for us to chat? I'll set up a time to chat with you, and then I'll walk you through um, the sales process, basically, and help you set up your your event for the first time mm-hmm. and really get feedback on you know what kind of show you're doing, what kind of people you're working for. Um, just to really find out if we are the best solution for you. Yeah. And then after that, um, you're pretty much all set, ready to go. And really, it takes about five minutes to set up a show. I mean, it's that it's that simple and that streamlined. Wow. It seems like it would take uh, take longer to create a, a Facebook event. <laughs> yeah, that's Facebook's getting pretty complex. You know, and the, yeah. like I said, the more people you try to um, cater to the more complicated your your systems have to become. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what what are some of the costs that I, I will be paying? So we do a, a per ticket fee. Um, so our processing fee is a dollar plus one point nine percent. So that's the amount of money that we take basically for um, you using our service. And then on top of that, we have credit card payments. Um, that's basically a credit card processing fee. We run through Stripe and that is 2.9% mm-hmm. plus 30 cents per transaction. Mm. So you're kind of looking at two different fees there, one from us and one from our credit card processor. Um, and that's, that's basically where, where our fees are is just per ticket. And you can decide to pass that on to your customer Mm-hmm. So if you want to say, hey, I want my customer to pay um, the fee, or you can make that inclusive and you can actually add that into your ticket price so that the user never sees um, that there's ever a processing fee there. And yeah. we've actually had um, people do that because they, they don't want their clients to know that um, there's a ticketing fee or processing fee even involved and they prefer for it to just be inclusive. 
Um, and it just looks and maybe feels a lot nicer, um, you know, for those customers that are purchasing the ticket. Oh, there's no credit card processing fee. That's great, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so you you can just kind of hide that so that they don't see it at all in the in the uh, the ticket purchasing process. Right. That. That's correct. Yeah, whenever you get to the checkout page, if you're if two tickets are twenty dollars, mm-hmm. um, your total would say forty dollars, and then that would all that's all that the customer would see. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, obviously somebody is still paying the uh, the the fees. Just right. the the, right. the customer uh, doesn't doesn't see it. Yeah, isn't aware of those fees being there, right? Okay, right. and so the the ticket uh, the ticket price that they see is the ticket price that they get. Right, exactly. Perfect. Wow, that's that's awesome. Yeah, and you know, it's one of those things that um, because I'm I personally I think people are so used to paying a processing fee, and because ours is so low, I don't think that people feel like oh, why is this processing fee here? Um, but I think you know as a courtesy. You know, if you can include that into your price, and it's kind of an extra surprise that hey, I don't have to pay a processing fee. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Now, w- would you would you mind if I ask you um, kind of how you personally have been putting this together? I mean, are are you doing like all the back end work? Are you working with somebody who's doing, uh, you know, all of the the coding and stuff like that? How is how, how have you done all that? Yeah. So luckily, I don't have to do any of the coding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, I don't know much about that at all. Um, I actually have a partner whose name is Micah, and he does all the back-end work. Um, it's all – this is going to be a little bit nerdy for a minute. We're sure. running on a platform called Meteor.js, and it's all JavaScript-based. Um, so what's really, really cool about Meteor is that everything synchronizes um, pretty much live. So, for example, if you were looking at your attendee list and someone makes a purchase – your attendee list will just auto-update, and the person's name, email, their ticket classification, how much they spent will immediately show up on your list mm-hmm. without you having to refresh the page or doing anything, um, which is really cool if you're working the door and you have an iPad or something, and someone makes a ticket purchase you know, five minutes before the show that instantly updates on your iPad, and you don't have to even worry about, oh, is the page refreshed, or is my printed list up to date, you know? So we're really trying to build this kind of for the you know for the 21st century where I can come in, I can have my doorman, I can hand him an iPad or give him my phone, and he has an up um, you know up to date list of um, exactly who's been purchasing tickets. Okay. Um, so that's kind of what Meteor JS allows us allows us to do. But he does all the coding work, and our process is kind of like this behind the scenes. Um, somebody talks to me and they say, hey, we'd really like this feature. Let's say um, the card upsell, for example. Mm-hmm. And I say, you know, that sounds like a great idea. Let me talk to our other users and just see what their feedback is on this. So I'll call, email, talk to um, you know our other users, and I'll say, hey, what do you think about this? Do you think this would be useful for you? And they say, hey, yeah, I could sell posters, or yeah, I could take donations with this. That's a great idea. So I get on GitHub, and I make up an issue that says, hey, Micah, um, it would be great if we could have a card upsell. What are your thoughts on this? And then we bounce that idea back and forth. How much time would it take to build? Um, you know, just just you know, common things like that. And then once we decide to build it, he starts working on that. And you know, the time frame is anywhere between. You know, if it's a small small feature, it might only take a few days. If it's a huge feature, you know, it might take us a few months to build. Yeah. Um, but then we let our, our our customers know throughout that process. Hey, we're working on this, and it's going to take some time. 
Um, or even, you know, we've had to turn down a few things because only one person wanted it. Um, and it just wasn't, you know, right for, for everyone. Um, so it's kind of like, um, we, we look at everybody's feedback and then we decide, Hey, this is probably, you know, a great thing for our users to, to have. And then he builds it and I, you know, make sure there's no bugs. And if there are bugs, then I let him know. And, you know, he works them all out. Okay. So my, Micah is your developer then? That's correct. Yes. Okay. So now, did you know Micah prior to uh, your idea of, of doing the, the well-attended, or did you seek him out after you, you had that idea? So, Mike, yeah, Micah and I have been friends for, for many, many years, Okay, and we've always been interested in the startup scene. He's really interested in the startup scene. Um, so we kind of partnered together because I know ticketing really well. Yeah. Um, because I've I've used so many different you know ticketing platforms that are out there. I know the good, I know the bad. Um, so it's something that I'm very familiar with and really passionate about. You know, helping performers, helping theaters, you know, have this great process and being able to sell as many tickets as they can without having to wor- you know worry if something's you know set up correctly. Right. Um, so that was really my passion. And since he, you know, he's been into startups for so many years now, we, we kind of teamed up and said, Hey, let's try this. Um, and really I asked him, I said, Hey, Micah, the platforms I'm using right now are not very, they're not doing what I need them to do. I need just something much more simple. Um, and he said, Hey, I'll build this for you. Let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. So he built something for me, just custom. Um, and I used that by myself for six months. Huh. And then I thought, well, this is probably something that I can flesh out and maybe get other people to use and help them, you know, with their with their ticketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided, well, let's open this up and just see how many people are interested in this and how many people we can get on board um, to use our product. Yeah. Um, so that's really how how we got started. It was out of an idea for myself to use. Uh, and then that branched out to, hey, you know, we've got theaters using this now, event centers using this now, dance troops using this now, um, you know, just really, you know, amazing, amazing people. Mm-hmm. Now, what what did those initial talks between you and Michael, uh, sorry, not Michael, Micah, uh, look like um, as as you were trying to figure out? Uh, this this whole thing. I mean, did you have like a list of uh, of uh, objectives that you wanted to uh, tackle first, or some problems? Uh, what what did that look like? With you yeah, guys? so uh, the first thing was to be as simple as possible. That was kind of our our first objective was, and that's still today. Like if it's if it's complicated, and if it's something that a lot of people aren't going to use, we just don't build it. Because mm-hmm. our number one priority is for this to be as user friendly, not only for um, our clients, but for the people making the the ticket purchases. So that's kind of our number one um, objective: is how can we be as simple and streamlined, you know, as yeah. possible. Ease of use. Yeah, ease of use. Like mm-hmm. that's all we're about. Really, is like let's be as easy to use and easy to set up as possible. That, so that was kind of our first um, um, talk, and then from there we kind of go let's talk to clients, let's talk to people, real people that are using systems and get their feedback about what they like, you know, about what they're using now and what they don't like about what they're using. And then based off of that, we started building and we said, Hey, um, if we could help you with this, this, and this, um, would you be interested in trying out our product? And people said, yes, that would make my life so much easier. We would like to try that out. Mm -hmm. So really it's built from the ground up from our users 
like I I do have some say because you know I am a user. I use our platform. But <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. You know, but I'm it's not really just a member. Based, I'm a yeah, user. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't just build this. Like I use this yeah. um, in all of my shows that I that I produce. Um, so that's actually I think a very great benefit that I I do use what I build. You know, I don't think a lot of these other companies like I don't think the people that are running these companies are actually using their product. Um, right. so I'm very happy to say I, I stand by my product. I use it for all of my shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but really it's built from the ground up by getting people to say what they like about what they're using, what they don't like about what they're using. Um, and then based on that, we build our product. So every feature that you see is because someone said to us, Hey, we need this. For example, we've got a ticket cutoff time and a lot of like, these other systems have this, but we just didn't have it because nobody asked us to build it. Yeah. So we had two or three clients say, hey, I'd really like to be able to um, make my sales end midnight before the show or two hours before the show. Can we do this? And we didn't have a feature and we went ahead and built it because it was something that was really requested quite a bit. Um, so almost every single feature that you see, we just built a refund um, feature, which allows all of our users to now, if someone makes a purchase and they have to make a refund, you can just click on the orders um, section of the dashboard and then you can just find the user, click refund, and it'll immediately refund the client the money mm-hmm. and it'll immediately cross that person's name off the attendee list and turn red so that you know it's a refund. Wow. But we only built that because several people said, hey, we'd really like to refund and we were having to do that manually. We'd have to say, yeah, sure, no problem. We'll refund it for you. Okay. Um, but now it's easier because they can just click a button and the refund immediately happens. So it just, it's really interesting for me to see this process of building these features for people because they need it. And that's really yeah. rewarding, you know, being able to say everything that I've got here is because people need this and it's making their life easier. Mm-hmm. And and the reason I, I wanted to kind of uh, dig into kind of behind the scenes of this is, you know, maybe one of our listeners has an idea for for some kind of an app or some kind oh, of right, a, a program right. that would be beneficial to entertainers. And, you know, I... I, I'm not uh, wanting them to to go and build a ticketing service uh, like you're doing, obviously. But I mean, it could be anything. You you went out and you uh, you sought out the help of your friend Micah, who's a developer, and this is exactly what they'll have to do with whatever idea they might have. So right, I, and I thought so, it'd be very yeah. beneficial. So I suggest, you know, if you've got an app or if you've got an idea and you want to build something, you know, there's lots of um, if you go to Meetup.com, you can find you know, startup events or coding events where people come to these things and some of them are looking for people with ideas. Some of them are looking for people that code and you can just meet everybody there and kind of get a feel for the atmosphere, get a feel for what people are doing. Um, And that's a great way to find, find coders or find people with ideas that you can partner up with. So that's something that I strongly suggest. Like if you've got an idea, if you're a coder and you're looking to work with people to start something, um, you know, check out meetup.com and just search for startups or entrepreneurs and you'll find um, so many groups out there that are more than willing to talk with you and to help you out with whatever you're you're working on. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to uh, say about uh, either either uh, your your new system here or or? to anybody who might want to uh, build their own app? 
I would say the only thing, if if they're looking to build something, you have to be passionate about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a startup where boot um, strapping all of this, which means I don't have investors. I don't have anybody giving me money to build this. Yeah, like we're just not making a lot of money right now at all. And if I wouldn't, if I didn't love doing this and love, you know, talking with people and helping them, like you're almost a fool for starting it out, you know? Right. You're defeated so, before you start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you don't love what you do, if you're not passionate about, you know, what you do, um, you know, find something that you are passionate about or that you love that you can just pour all of your time into because it takes so much time and your rewards just won't be there, you know, up front. And that's the same with magic. I mean, when you first start with magic, it's very hard to go full time because you don't have those clients. You don't have, you know, just that that income built up. Um, but if you love it, it doesn't feel like it's work because, you know, you're just so involved in it and with yeah. it. Yep. So, so William, what, what has been one of your biggest professional challenges so far? Ooh, is this magic or with, with ticketing? <laughs> your choice, sir. <laughs> hmm. You know, right now, the hardest thing for me with ticketing is to find our users. Like, that's the most challenging um, thing for me. And because when you think about it, I have to find people that are not only producing shows, but that are producing shows right now. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a really hard challenge for me personally is just, you know, I might find people that go, yeah, we'd love to use your system, but we've got a show in October. Yeah. You know, or another challenge for me is, oh, we've already um, got a system that we're using. Mm-hmm. And that's that's very difficult to, to get over because there, there are you know a lot of systems out there it's a pretty saturated market so for me to come in and say hey you know try our program see what you like about it um that's really um that's really difficult for me to do you know just on a personal level is to come in and say hey try try out our program <laughs> see what you like yeah, about it yeah so how are you doing that right now then how are you finding people um, so I'm, I'm trying to, you know, be on podcasts like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great way to just, you know, be able to talk about, you know, what I'm doing. I, I find a lot of theaters and I cold call them. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, um, you know, just basically marketing one-on-one, I cold call, I send cold emails, I follow up with them. I send them articles. I actually have a blog that's, um, blog.wellattended.com. And I write articles about um, how to use social media appropriately or how to advertise with posters and postcards. So I'll send this out for free to these theaters or these um, organizations and say, hey, I've been writing about this. Tell me what you think. And I won't even necessarily try to, to get them on our platform. I'll just try to you know, start up a conversation with them. And this is the same way that you would do you know, with, with your magic business or you know, whatever business you're in. And just basically try to make as many contacts as you can, and hopefully some of those people will be interested um, in what you have, you know, what you what you're providing. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, I'd like you to share with us. Uh, we, we've all had them. Could you tell us a specific failure that you've had that we can all learn from? And this can either be in uh, in your magic business or your ticketing business. Yeah, let's switch back to, um, to magic for a moment and sure. talk about theater shows, um, because this is something that I, what was one of the the I think best lessons that I've learned about producing my own show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was working of uh, I was going to work a venue, just a beautiful space, 
um, really, 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 really um, high class space. Just a perfect venue. Like you see the space and you're like, I want to work there. I want to perform here. Yeah. So I went in, I talked with the people and I said, hey, I'm really excited to, to work here. Let's do a ticket split. Um, and then I will provide you with the posters. I'll give you all of my marketing material. If you could just hang up my posters and, you know, put these flyers um, and let's just help each other, you know, make money. And they said, yeah, sure, that'd be great. Um, everything was great. So I came by the next day. I handed them my posters. I gave them my postcards. I gave them everything. And I said, I'll go hang up the posters myself. I've got tape, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm very easy to work with. They said, no, 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 we'll, we'll handle all of that. It's, it's not a problem. Um, I came back a week later and my posters weren't up. My flyers weren't up. They hadn't done anything to promote. Wow. And I was like, okay, this this is not not really good, right? Yeah. Um, so not I went cool back a few days later. Yeah, not cool at all. I went a few days later and they still, I even performed, I think, at the at the place once for free just to try to build up publicity, right? Mm-hmm. And they just, for some reason, and I don't know what this was, they just weren't, weren't feeling it. Um, so they didn't push, they didn't publicize anything, they didn't do anything. Um, so by the time the show date kind of got there, I had, I had made a few sales, you know, on my own, but whenever I go into venues like that that have such high traffic, I don't push as hard myself because that traffic that comes in really makes the sales, you know. And if they would have just hung up my poster and done the, the you know, the small things that, that I asked them to do, mm-hmm. you know, we would have had a full house. Yeah. Um, so I ended up having to cancel the show because of that. Huh. So the lesson that I learned from this is if you're going to work in a venue, be sure that those people, for one, have a contract. But I don't think that would have helped me in this case. Um, but for two... Um, make sure that the people that you're working with are a hundred percent behind you and that they're as excited as you are about what you're doing because those people that are working there, they can help you like just, they can sell out your show for you instantly, or they can do the opposite and do nothing if they, if they're not behind you and more than likely you're going to have to cancel your show. So that's something that I learned pretty quickly. Um, find people that love what you do, find people that are, that are excited in what you do and that want to help you out, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I wonder if, uh, it it probably would have been way different if, if, um, if you would have just done it all yourself, you know, even despite them saying, we'll take care of it. I mean, you could have just, uh, turned around and said, well, you know, it's, uh, it's my policy that, that I'll go ahead and do this and I, I do it for everybody, you know, or, I mean, things could have been so different on so many in so many ways, you know? Yeah. And part of the reason why, I, I don't know, I just like their attitude shifted as the date got closer. And I was just like, okay, I, I'm, I'm pulling the, the plug, you know, I, I just, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> and sometimes it's easier to, you know, just pull the plug than it is to, you know, go ahead and go through with something that, you know, <laughs> probably because, you know, if they're making these small mistakes, you wonder what's going to happen you know, the night of the event, are they going to be there? Are they are things going to be the way that they're supposed to be? Are all the chairs going to be there? Yeah. You know, you just don't know. And if they can't do these small things up front, like how, how's the, the actual show going to be? So like I said, it was just a choice that I made. Let's, let's pull it and I'll find somebody who really, really is into it. And I, and I found a place that was like that and it was, it was great, you know? Yeah. And the, the real kicker to it is it, it was just, it, it it was a place that you would have really really enjoyed performing at. Too, yeah, right. You know? Yep, man. So uh, on the other side of the spectrum, could you tell us about one of your favorite successes? 
Yeah. So one of my favorite successes is getting a standing ovation for my theater show. I mean, it just feels so good to be able to, you know, I, I produce my own show. I sell the tickets to my show. I write my show. Mm-hmm. I do everything myself. And then, you know, at the conclusion to get that standing ovation, <laughs> you know, and to realize that these people here that have paid money to see you, like really appreciate what you do. Yeah. Like that's yeah. kind of like, like the ultimate, you know, success yeah. I, I feel like getting that standing ovation um, and just knowing that everybody there appreciated you. Yeah, that's, um, and what, that's the what cherry you, on top. Yeah, yeah. And what you've been working on for, you know, the past 10 years of your life. <laughs> oh, man, that's cool, dude. Yeah, there, there's no better feeling than that, huh? <laughs> no. I mean, and it's just, and you wouldn't think, like, it's, it's just a standing ovation. It's not really a big deal. But, like, when you think about it and how much effort, you know, you put into something like that, mm-hmm. like, it really, you know, for me, you know, it, it means a lot. Yeah, yep. So, uh, William, we're, we're here at the end of the show and this is, uh, where I, where I have you recommend a few things. And the first thing I would like you to recommend is a resource that you always use. And this could be anything from an iPhone app to something like a prop list for your show. Yeah. So I actually, um, you know, today in our, in our world, like iPhones, phones, notepads, um, iPads, they're everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. I try to go back to the basics. Like when I'm writing my show, I use a notepad um, and I just write. Or if I have an idea for something, I take out a pencil and pen and I write. Like I feel like I can be so more, so much more creative when I have something that I can physically hold on to and use. So what I recommend is getting like a Mead notepad or there's something called field notes mm-hmm. um, that are little books basically. And you can carry around these little books or little notepads throughout your day with a pen. And whenever you have an idea or an inspiration, you can pull that out and you can write it down. Yeah. Um, and it, for me, it's just so much faster to get my thoughts uh, a lot more fluid for me to, to use like a proper pen and, and notepad. And I can always, they're just on my shelf. I can always go back to them, and flip through them and see my organic, you know, thoughts without any edits. It, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. And there, really helps me just scrawled there right there on the page <laughs> yeah yeah and so have that's you ever, what I suggest. Um, yeah have you ever heard of uh pocket mods no i haven't you should check it out it's uh actually uh what what one of um i cannot remember what episode it was um but it was uh jason escape or uh jason gardner who who was on my show uh, pretty much at the beginning, but he, he recommended pocket mods. And what it is, it's basically one letter size page. So eight and a half by 11, uh, just like your regular printer paper. And it's a way that you can fold it. And with, uh, one simple tear, you can actually create like a, a, a mini, uh, six page book that you put in your pocket. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. So uh, I, I believe uh, pocketmod.org um, is where you can uh, learn more about it. And I'm actually going to look it up real quick. But it's it's really cool because you, you have one of those and uh, and a uh, a pen and you're pretty much good to go, you know? Yeah, that's it's great. And I don't know why it is, but I just am so much more creative when I have a, a pen in my hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's pocketmod.com, by the way. Okay, cool. Yep. So uh, now I, I'd like you to recommend two books, one performance-specific book, and then one outside the performance realm, like a business or a self-development book. 
Aha. So I actually have um, kind of two business books, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, the first one is from um, J. Conrad Levison. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with him? Guerrilla Marketing? Yes. Yes. So he has a whole <laughs> series of these books. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got one on guerrilla marketing, guerrilla selling, guerrilla publicity, and it goes on and on. Yeah. And I suggest, like, I've read every single one of these books cover to cover, and they're just, they've got so many valuable tips in here. And I've, like, this is how I've been making my living is, you know, going through these books and, you know, especially guerrilla marketing, like, how can I advertise my shows? What are some ways that aren't going to, you know, bring my bank that I can get out there and just publicize? Yeah, even if it's good old-fashioned canvassing, right? Yep. I mean, and that's something, you know, I'm not afraid to do. I've, you know, whenever I did a show downtown in Oklahoma City, I'd have postcards, and I personally would go flyer um, parking lots around the venue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and that's just something, like, I want people at my show, like, I either hire someone to do that, or I just do it myself. So I had time, I was there in the city, I'm like, I'll just go flyer these cars, it won't take too long, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Awesome. And uh, any performance-specific book? Um, yeah, I have a book called Resonate. And it's basically um, on how to present visual stories that transform audiences. Interesting. And the author is by um, Nancy Duarte. Yeah. Um, and it's just a great, great book. This is probably – this is I'm, I'm giving away the, the real, real – work here mm-hmm. um it's a book on basically how to how to give um great presentations and what she does is just brilliant she'll take a ted talk and she'll analyze every minute of that ted talk and how they were able to be on the same frequency as their audience and get them to um you know basically resonate with her and it's just incredible just to go through these TED Talks and just read the analysis on them and why they're so good and why the audience loves them so much. Um, so this is a book. You can actually go to her website and just get it for free. She puts it up for free. Or you can you know, pick it off of Amazon. Yeah. And it's just like I cannot recommend this book. Like if you don't have this book, go and buy it and it'll – make your show, you know, 10, 10, 20 times better. Just learning how everybody, you know, everybody in Ted talks and how, you know, Martin Luther King or, you know, Steve jobs, how they would present and get a message across to their audience. And it's just, it's helped me out so much. Wow. Yeah. And, and you said you can get it from her website for free. Is it a a digital download or an ebook or, uh, it's like a digital HTML book. Oh, okay. Um, I actually hated the format of it. I couldn't deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just going to buy it and just have a hard copy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's for, fr- <laughs> it's for free there. And it was also cool. It's an interactive book. So she'll talk about something and then she'll say, click here to watch. For the TED Talk, she'll talk about the TED Talks and she'll have a link directly to the TED Talk. So you can watch it and follow along in the book um, huh, where, okay. where moments happen. And it's just um, – it's, it's unbelievable. All right, so so it actually makes sense for kind of the format she's put it in, uh, because she's actually able to have the video side by side with what she's talking about. So, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. And she goes through maybe ten ten different um, TED talks, and you know just basically 
tells you why they're so great and how you can uh, apply that to your own your own talks or your own shows. And really, it's meant for speakers that are giving presentations. But isn't that what a what a theater show is? I mean, we're yep. just giving a presentation yeah. and trying to get our, our audience to believe something. Um, whether that's you know we've got magical powers or you know <laughs> we we can all connect you know with each other on a on a higher level. You know, whatever that message is, like this book will just help you get that you know across your audience much much better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. A uh, quick note to our listeners, uh, you'll be able to find the links to these resources uh, on the show notes page, and you can find that at SuccessfulPerformerCast.com slash William Rader, and that's W-I-L-L-I-A-M-R-A-D-E-R. Now, William, I'd like you to do one more thing for us, and that would be to give a piece of parting advice to our listeners and then tell us where we can find you online. Uh, just uh, mention your, your services uh, one more time and any other products you might have. Yeah, sure. So my parting advice would be um, don't be afraid to make mistakes because you can't learn without mistakes. Um, my whole life is a mistake. you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think and we can all say that. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel like everything mm-hmm. I do, you know, even when I look back on it and I think, wow, that was an accomplishment. And then I see all the little mistakes that I've made. And, you know, that just helps me become, you know, better as a performer, you know, better with my ticketing, better, you know, as a as a human being. Certainly. Um, so that's really what what I suggest. And especially with a show, like I said, when I first started, my show was 30 minutes and it wasn't a great show. But if I wouldn't have gotten out there and and performed it and made those mistakes early on. I wouldn't have the show that I have now. So I know a lot of people, a lot of performers, a lot of magicians are afraid of going out there and performing or going out and doing a show because they're going to mess up. And really, if you don't go out there and mess up, you're never going to have the show that you want to have. So don't be afraid of that. Just find a place where you can be bad, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. One of uh, one of the things that happened to me like very, very early, uh, I was doing a newspaper tear, right? And uh, it, it was for it, it was for a bunch of kids and stuff. And uh, it, it was um, actually the, the piece that I was ending with. And so I, I tore the newspaper and uh, I, I did the restore and – Immediately, all of the torn pieces fell out. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And I was like, well, hey, there we go. <laughs> you know, I mean, what would you do? I mean, you acknowledge it and move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I'll tell you, that never what, happened what again, happened though. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> figure out what happened and then never happened yep. again. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, it, it, it happens. It happens to everybody, you know? And, uh, yeah, just like you said, figure out what happened and don't, don't let it happen again. So, yeah, but I mean, that's what, what, what's the law. If something's bad's going to happen, it'll happen. Yeah. That's, uh, by somebody named, uh, what is it? Murphy? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Murphy's (laughs) law. Thank you. (laughs) Exactly. And that's true. Like anything that's happened to me that, that could have happened has happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, where, where can we find you online and uh, also give the website for uh, for your ticketing service as well? And, and, uh, yeah, so my, my personal website, if they want to take a look at that, is williamrader.com. And my Twitter's the same, just at williamrader. And our ticketing service is at wellattended.com. And if you're interested in reading our blog, see what I have to say about promoting, you know, yourself with shows, mm-hmm. how to use postcards, how to use social media, um, you can either click the blog link at the top of our site or go directly to just blog.wellattended.com 
and you can read all of those articles, see what we're building. Yeah. Um, you know, learn a little bit more about Mike and myself, you know, all, all that is on our blog. Mm -hmm. William, have you considered doing an audio blog? I have considered it. I just haven't started it yet. Are you talking about kind of like a, a a podcast? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm suggesting. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I've thought about that. Um, but I just haven't, I haven't gotten around to it. And that actually brings me to another point. There's mm-hmm. a group, this is okay for me to say, there's actually a podcast called soldoutrun.com. Oh yeah. Are you familiar with that? Um, you mentioned it whenever we talked the other day and I, I hadn't, uh, I hadn't checked it out yet, but I'm glad you brought it up because I'm going to definitely check it out. And that's soldoutrun.com. Yeah, so Clay um, does a great job with working, you know, with theaters on their marketing, and he has a podcast that's just excellent. And mm-hmm. he goes into all the fine points of, you know, how to run a theater, how to produce a show, um, how to market a show, and it's just such a valuable resource. I mean, it's all it's all free, which is just fantastic, just just yeah. like you know your show. Yeah, so that's just soldoutrun.com, and I highly suggest anybody that's interested in, in producing their own show. Um, to take a look at that. Cool. And I, I will definitely add that to the, the resources here because, uh, I mean, you know, anything, anything that, that can help out my listeners, anything that can help out any entertainer who wants to do more with their business, you know, I, right. I think it's just golden. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I can't get enough of, of podcasts or yeah. you know blogs. Like I, I probably spend way too much time. It's like at some point you just got to turn it off and, and do your work. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if I had a dollar for every podcast episode I listened to, I would be a rich man. <laughs> yeah. And there's another, um, there's another, it's what we're talking about podcasts. Sure. There's another great one, um, for startups. Mm-hmm. Um, so if some of your listeners are looking at, you know, starting their own product or, you know, having their own apps and that's rocket ship, dot fm ship like a spaceship only rocket Correct. ship okay yeah rocket ship dot fm and basically they um they interview entrepreneurs and startup companies ceos um you know heads of the marketing department of all these startup companies and they say you know what are you doing how are you getting customers um how are you developing your product and it's just it's fascinating to listen to all of these people that are kind of in the same situation that I'm in, yeah. um, and how they're dealing, you know, with customers. How do you how do you um, you know how do you get customers? And it's just it's it's a great resource um, for anybody that's looking to to start up a business, even for magicians. Yeah, I mean, they've yeah. got great information, you know. And I think you know, I feel like a lot of magicians only spend time kind of with with other marketers that are magicians. But if mm-hmm. you kind of, you know, branch out and, and look at other businesses, find out how other businesses are being successful and what they're doing, that can really help your own business um, take off. Yeah, absolutely. And and the, the cool thing is that the two shows that you mentioned aren't in, in the magic community. And in fact, I'm going to mention one other one. Uh, there's a, a guy named, uh, named Brad Lazarus who's, uh, who reached out to me a few weeks back and, and he has a show called gigging. Sorry, if I can stop stumbling over my words, it's called gigging success. And that is, I believe at gigging success.com, but it's, it's a, yeah, it's gigging success.com. It's a blog as well as a podcast. So there is some good stuff to be had over there. And I will say it's really great that you're adding those show notes. Like those are so helpful. 
um, because some some of these podcasts that I listen to don't do that, and you're having to scramble yeah. to write down like, okay, what was that website? I got to rewind. So, it's, <laughs> so I'm really thankful. Yep. Thank you so much for having hey, those show welcome. notes and everything. You know, so accessible that I can just don't have to. I can just sit back and enjoy and listen, yep. and not have to worry about you know writing all these tidbits down. You know. Yeah, yeah. And my my idea with the show notes for for the episodes, I I kind of think of it as a little bit of a companion to the the episode itself you know and so you you can listen to the show and not really have to worry about taking any notes um you know i mean because where are you really you're you're either in your car or you're working out or you're walking your dog or whatever and uh you you don't really have the opportunity to do anything like that so right uh, that's that's why they are there for you guys yeah, so thank you so much for that. Absolutely. And and by the way, William, you realize you have just added a little bit more to my addiction of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm happy to help you out there. Yeah, and I got you back one with that uh, gigging success. Yeah, I'll have to check that out here in a minute. Yep. Now, William, you've shared all kinds of wonderful information that our listeners can use to help grow their performance businesses. Thank you so much for joining us tonight and sharing your experience. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a it was a pleasure. All right, this is Chris Shepard, your host, just wrapping things up here. Uh, the uh, Successful Performer Cast is not just a podcast. There are also some uh, some cool freebies and, and different things that uh, you can get online. For example, the free show booking and debrief sheet. You can get that at SuccessfulPerformerCast.com slash booking sheet. And also we have our Facebook group, which you can find at SuccessfulPerformerCast.com slash FB group. It's a closed group, so uh, you need to request entry to get into it. Uh, but I will absolutely let you in. So go ahead and do that. And also, if you're finding value in these podcasts, uh, it would really mean a lot to me if you go into the iTunes store and uh, give me a, a a fair rating and review based on, on uh, you know, what, what you think you're getting out of the show. So And also, you know what? Drop me a line, ks at SuccessfulPerformerCast.com and uh, also on the Facebooks and the Twitters and all that good stuff. So, all right, keep in touch. Talk to you soon. parties, universities, 